What is up, everybody? Welcome into the first Monday episode of the regular season. We got a lot coming at you. Overreaction Monday. I'm going to get a bunch of statements and say whether it's an overreaction or not an overreaction. Top surprises of the year so far. My power rankings, top 10 power rankings are back. And team of the week is back. I'm going to go position by position, picking the best player at each spot so far. This episode's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. It's a blowout. Eighth inning, 10 Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the real He swings, and it's a high fly ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. It sure feels good to be in the groove of the regular season now. Five episodes a week, Monday through Friday, all different episodes. This one's going to have a lot in it. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry, who today, Alex, ooh, I noticed ooh. your outfit, oh. San Diego State shirt. Yeah, baby, we're going to the ship, what? We're going to the ship, what? <laughs> If you don't know, I went to San Diego State. I played soccer at San Diego State. Never in my wildest dreams did I believe we would be in the championship game in March Madness. It's happening tonight. I am so excited. This is my San Diego State. I played soccer at San Diego State, so if you're watching, you got a little picture of me uh, during nationals. But What is that medal you're wearing? <sighs> did you win a medal? We won nationals. But you this won? was wait, wait, wait. But this is when we won second place. So that's wait, the, you the won dues. Nationals? What does dues. that mean? Like you won the national championship? Explain. No, we don't need to go into detail here. Oh, but okay. what don't I do what? No, but what I want to go into detail. There's a potential national <laughs> championship <laughs> potential, coming. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we want to focus on here. Um I this saw was just... the other day when they won their final four matchup. I knew you would be pumped, but I saw a video of you, Alex, that I we need to show. If we have it, please show this. There's the sound. <laughs> it! What a reaction. Were you sober there? Was that a sober reaction? That was a sober reaction. Wow. Yeah. That was... It that was great. Place was nuts. And you know what? I am so superstitious. I am wearing the exact same sweatshirt, necklaces, hair, pants, hair, shoes. I was like, my hair was straight that day. We're going straight. I wore these two necklaces. I'm wearing the same sweater. I'm wearing the same pants, the same shoes. I get so weirdly superstitious like that. So that's what we're doing. We're going to. Hopes are high. High hopes. I'm always, I'm very superstitious as well. And every time I would get like two or three hits in a game, I'd yeah. make sure I had the same hair the next game as well. Oh, okay, so cool. I, I get it. Cool, 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 um, cool. Good luck to you, you and your your team tonight. And the Aztecs. The Aztecs. Go, go SDSU. Who would have thought? Not even Alex, because she didn't have them in the championship Hey, I had them in the bracket. final four. Oh, you had I them had them again in the final four. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to good luck to your squad. Thank you. Um, It's going to be their national championship debut yeah. they've never been and now they're making their debut and um this there was a debut there were a bunch of debuts in baseball so many throughout the first few days of the season specifically one that just happened on sunday was kodai sanga yeah and his debut which was so cool to see by the way because i was watching this game i was locked in i was like i'm gonna get to i'm gonna watch kodai sanga's debut from start to finish I turn on the game, and they're the away team, right? They're playing in yep. Miami. And whenever you're making your debut, you'd rather be at home so you can just go. 
but he didn't have that luxury. He's in the dugout that I first see him in the dugout. Just like you could tell he was just internally freaking out. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, right. Everybody would be and should be. He finally takes the mound and it was not, it was not going well. Single double RBI double after that walk, walk. And then he, and then he just locked in. He got Yuli Gurriel to strike out his first ever major league strikeout. Yuli Gurriel, he threw him a ghost fork and Yuli Gurriel had a ghost bat after that because he threw it and his was bat hilarious. was in the dugout and it was gone. <laughs> Ends up settling in right after that. Gets the next guy to strike out. Gets a line out to end the inning. And then Kodai Senga was masterful mm -hmm. from then on. Eight strikeouts all on the ghost fork ball. Touching 99 in the outing. I walked away. So impressed. I think Kodai Senga had a ton of hype yeah. coming into this year, right? But you never really know what you're going to get with a guy until you like finally see him on a big league mound in a big league game, and we saw him settle in. And if this is the Kodai Senga the Mets are going to get, this is an ace of a staff kind of guy. That's how dominant he was, and his debut was awesome. To see. And he was probably one of the most anticipated debuts. Think about yeah. it. Not only here in the United States, but then everyone back in Japan who knows how great of a player he is. That's the other thing we all have to like remember being here in the United States. They're not only making a debut here, but they have an entire country yeah. watching them back at home. An entire network out here just to cover their debut back at home in Japan. And as you mentioned, you know, he got tested early. Oh, yeah. Got tested very early and he got out of trouble. He limited yep. the damage. The second he got that first out, you could yeah. just see. Like, like okay, just, I got this. Then his command was there. Yeah. Just everything, something switched. And when you talk, I mean, you had a major league debut. I've talked to so hundreds of players who have made major league debuts. Well, I did. Yeah. I struck out too much for that. That's okay. Okay. But I got close. You got close. It's all right. <laughs> um, there's a certain, like, just nerves that, like, everyone, like, tries to explain and overcome where it's like it's there, you got it, but you got to act like you're meant to be there and you're supposed to be there. And you see that there's always that switch in that moment of like, okay, they got over the hump. Yeah. And it was really impressive to see Kodai get over the hump in such a high leverage situation. Yeah, yeah it really was. It was a great outing. Fun to watch. Uh, first MLB win. I saw him in the locker room after the game. They yeah. did a video with him. He said, let's go Mets. It was, it was great. I love that. Great debut for Kodai Singa. Alex. Yes. Overreaction yes. Monday. I don't know what you got coming at me, ah. but this is going to be a lot of fun to do. You're just going to throw a lot of, I think, pretty bold, strong yes. statements at me from what we've seen over the past week for this first episode, over the past few days of yeah. the first part of the season. And I'm going to say whether it's an overreaction or not an overreaction. I love a good overreaction. All right. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Let's, let's get it. things started. Our first overreaction Monday. The Red Sox and Orioles will be the craziest ending all season. Oh, yeah. this game. You know, so first I guess I should explain it in case yes. you didn't watch it. The Orioles were winning this game handily. And then the Red Sox end up like crawling back and back and back. And then they get to the point where they have the tying run at the plate. And then they get to the point where they have the winning run at the plate. Alas, the game appears to come to an end with uh, Masataki Yoshida pop up to left field. Mm -hmm. Left fielder gets there, camps under it, and clanks it. Two outs, ninth inning to end the game. And I don't, this wasn't a tough, like, he was camped under it and just dropped the baseball. It was like in 
out. It like it, it yeah. It, it like hit it, yeah. kind of maybe part of his hand. And it, it was bad. It's like top ten worst plays is when you see something like that happen. So when that happens, yeah. you almost know. You know, you, there was a feeling. You, you just, just know. know it was done. And Adam Duvall came up to the plate, who who has been one of the hottest players in baseball to start the year, and he hits a walk off home run and i was just like oh no yeah you feel so bad for that left fielder oh my god what an ending now okay answer the question is it gonna be the craziest ending of the entire season i'll say that's an overreaction it's baseball we're gonna get some crazy crazy stuff but man what, what what an ending that was overreaction not gonna be the craziest all year but definitely crazy All right, our second one for Overreaction Monday. Anthony Volpe will lead the American League in stolen bases. Mm. First three games of his career, three stolen bases. Um, I'm going to say this is an overreaction, but this is tough because, honestly, nobody knows what we're going to see this year in the stolen base category Mm -hmm. because of these new rules. Like, 60 could be the new norm for the fast yeah. players. Like we don't know. Like who 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 knows how many bases? But I know for the th- from the first two games of the year, Jorge Mateo had four stolen bases. There's a bunch of guys with Corbin Carroll stole three stolen bases in the Sunday game against yeah. the Dodgers. MVP CC is what I've branded <laughs> him. Seriously. Okay. I start. I'm the driver of the bandwagon, yes, you as are. you know, yes, and I just are. came up with his nickname. And have just started tweeting it. And people are like, what? People are probably like, what the hell is wrong with Ben? Oh, uh-huh. MVPCC. It's got a so ring to it, right? MVPCC. Maybe not CC's this. CC's my nickname. Maybe I'm talking about I... you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm talking about You're not. About You're Corbin definitely Carroll. not. But um, maybe not MVP in this first year. But again, three stolen bases in that game. There's just a lot of guys that will steal a ton of bases. I think it's an overreaction that he'll lead the league. Jorge Mateo with four through the first two games. I played against Jorge Mateo, Alex. Okay. And he is... Without a doubt, the fastest player that I have ever played against. And I've played against guys that are like, I've played against some of the fastest guys in the country when I was in college and in high school, like the fastest guy from the state of Virginia. This guy, Jorge Mateo's speed is on another level. He legitimately like floated and he is the fastest guy I've ever seen. So yeah, I'm going to say overreaction. Okay. Well, just here's a little fun fact. Anthony Volpe became just the fifth player since 1901 to steal a base in each of his first three MLB games. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's off to a pretty, pretty, pretty good start. All right. Ready for our third. Overreaction Monday. The Blue Jays pitching staff is in trouble. (sighs) You know, this one's tricky because I – the pitching stat, the starting pitching is not. So for that reason, this is an overreaction. I do worry about their middle relief pitching, like bridging the gap from the starters to Jordan Romano. But they got the starters got lit up against the Cardinals. But I have the Blue Jays winning the AL East, and a big reason why is their starting pitching. So through the first three games of the year, I'm not going to overreact and change my entire stance on that. Alec Manoa wasn't great in his debut. I think he will be better. Kevin Gosman, Chris Bassett, same thing. Those guys will be good. I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about the staff. It's an overreaction that the Blue Jays pitching is in trouble. All right. Well, let's move over to the National League. Okay? Okay. Our fourth one. 
Trace Thompson will be an all-star. Yeah. Well, that's an overreaction. <laughs> Trace Thompson hit three homers in a game on, yes. what was it, Saturday? Saturday. That's great. Yeah. I mean, Trace Thompson has had a, a great start to the year, grand slam, mm -hmm. three homers. But is he an all-star? No. No, he's not. got to so, believe, Ben. I, I believe in a lot of things. And I, I would love for him to be an all-star. I, I root very hard for guys. But uh, <laughs> not going to happen. Mm, okay. We'll fight about that later. Um, let's move on to our next overreaction Monday. The Phillies will miss the playoffs. Mm. I'm going to say this is not an overreaction. Ooh. There is serious concern here. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola at the top of the rotation. But after that, the pitching really, really is not good. Now, by me saying this is not an overreaction, I'm not saying like today the Phillies are going to – I'm saying they're going to miss the playoffs. No, I'm not saying that. But I, I do think it's I, – I, your question being, I, I don't think it's an overreaction. I think there's some real jeopardy here. Yeah. If there's a team in the National League that was slated to make the playoffs, mm -hmm. right, Dodgers, Padres, winner of the NL Central, Braves, yeah. Mets, Phillies are the most concerning there that they don't. Obviously a very good offense, but, I mean, against the Phillies – pitching staff that's not like elite after Jacob deGrom yeah. like they just the offense they're gonna have they're gonna put up runs right but their pitching is going to give up a ton of runs there's a legitimate chance they score the most runs in the league and give up the most runs in the league yeah that's not a good recipe no. I I do have concerns about this Phillies team great they have two they have co-aces right mm -hmm. but after that really really falls off and then you have a bullpen with Craig Kimbrell, who got lit up in his first outing. Sir Anthony Dominguez, who got lit up. He gave up six six runs without getting an out. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Struggles. Brutal. Struggles. So I'm gonna say that's not an overreaction. The Phillies have a the Phillies are in jeopardy yeah. of of not being a playoff team. All right, our final overreaction Monday. Okay. Flaherty's line will not be matched. <laughs> No, that's not an overreaction. Yeah. Jack Flaherty's line, I don't think that's going to be matched this year. Let's talk about it. Five innings pitched, he went. Zero hits. Five innings. No hits. No runs. Seven walks. One hit batter. Four Ks. 95 pitches. We're not going to see a pitcher go five innings with no hits and seven walks. I just don't think we're going to see it. That was a wild outing. And to be honest with you, what it reminded me of was my first ever college start as a freshman. Okay. I was mostly relieving my freshman year. Mm -hmm. Got my first start on the mound at Elon is where it was. My line, <laughs> four and two thirds. Okay. okay. Four and two thirds. Seven walks. No hits. Zero hits given up. Okay. Three hit by pitches. Oof. Two strikeouts. I came out of the game with the bases loaded, right? Hadn't yeah. given up a hit yet, yep. but I'm probably around like 100 pitches at that point. Yeah. Come out of the game with the bases loaded, no runs allowed, no hits, and the very next batter, 
hits a grand slam. All of my runs cashed in. We end up losing the game. I get a loss. So without giving up a hit, I gave up three earned runs and got the loss. Tough. That's what it reminded me of. Brutal. Luckily, he got through that fifth inning, which yeah. would have been the key for me, just get through the fifth. Yeah. He did it, but he didn't give up a hit. Walked seven guys, hit a batter. Uh, no, that is not an overreaction. Flaherty's line will not be matched. All right. I dig. So two. Two out of our six were not overreactions. All right. That's not, that's not bad. Not bad. We, with a small sample size, a weekend sample size that we have for, yeah, I think for most opening of, week. Most of the time we do this, the statements probably are going to be overreactions, right? Yeah. But some of these weren't. All right. Some of these weren't. Well, you know what? What? Now let's talk about the top three early surprises of the season. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. First one, the Rangers offense. Yeah. Man, the Rangers yeah. offense was something that coming into this year, right, there's like a little – is there like maybe hype with the Rangers? And then after their series with the Phillies, there's like real hype around this team, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, in the offense, they have Simeon and Seager who are over 300 in their first few games, but Adolis Garcia hitting over 400. Robbie Grossman with a huge home run on opening night. The reason that this is a surprise for me is not because they don't have the guys in the lineup. In their first two games, they scored 27 runs. Yeah. 27 runs. Against a team that was in the World Series. Well, another reason that I – Like, that's th also, like, wrap your head around that. Another reason I worry about the Phillies. They yeah. gave up 27 runs in the first two, two games. games of the year, which is the most runs they've given up in a two-game span since 1895. What? Oh, Back to the 1800s? Tungsten Armo Doyle was throwing back then. What? Turkey Trot Rogan was throwing <laughs> back then. Not good. No. And the Rangers offense is the one that did it. So I I have to say it was a surprise. And this team looks this team looks really good. Yeah. Obviously, Simeon Seeger and the other names I mentioned, but then you mentioned the pitching. Jacob deGrom wasn't good on opening mm -hmm. day. You know he's probably gonna be pretty good when he goes out there and takes the mound every fifth or sixth day as long as he's healthy. The the pitching staff completely revamped that Sunday game against the Phillies. The pitching kind of the pitching looked really good. So yeah. Rangers, big surprise so far. Yeah. All right. Our second surprise, Xander Go Bogard's power surge. Yeah, look, Xander's hitting for the Padres. Yeah. And is that a is that a surprise? No. But Xander hasn't been known as like this big power hitter in his career. And through the first what, three games? Is that a three or four game series? Through the first series of the year, yeah. he's got two homers yeah. for the Padres. He looks right at home there in San Diego. And, you know, he's coming over, spending his whole career with the Red Sox. One thing I found interesting here. I saw an interview with him on uh, it was MLB Network, and they asked him about, you know, being with the Padres yeah. and how how's it been being there, and his answer even there was a surprise. So yeah, his two homers are a surprise, but his answer, he was basically like, yeah, heading into that last season, I pretty much the writing was on the wall. It was going to be my last year with the Red Sox. He goes, spring training deal didn't get done. We were really nowhere close. It didn't go how I wanted it to. So I've, I came to terms with that was going to be my last year there. And normally somebody asks you, like, what's it like being in San Diego? How's it like being away from your team you were with your whole career? They're like, yeah, it's different. Switch up. But, like, yeah. I'm here now and I'm excited. 
Nah, he was like, eh, knew yeah. this was coming. Peace. Peace out, Red Sox. Uh, Xander Bogarts seems right at home with the Padres, and the power seems to be coming, which is something that I wasn't expecting right away. And this might also be an overreaction, but is he already one of the greatest Padres of all time? Come on. For producer Taylor, who Come is a on. diehard Padres fan. <laughs> t- I, every time I look down at my phone, I have a text that says, Xander Bogart, second greatest Padre of all time. <laughs> second greatest Padre of all time. Come on, man. Not yet. Uh, all right. Okay. Not yet, but soon. Not yet, but soon. Okay. And our number one surprise, Dansby Swanson as a Cub. Also looking right at home. Yeah, th- for me, this is just how much he looks like he was born to rock the Cubs pinstripes, right? Like, Dansby was an Atlanta guy. He's the shortstop in Atlanta. You expect him to get a deal done. You expect him to be in Atlanta forever, the hometown kid, huge Braves fan. And now the deal just doesn't happen. The Braves did not show the interest that everybody thought they might. And he ends up signing with a new team, new location, new team. And you just have to believe this is going to feel weird, mm-hmm. right? And it just didn't. Through the first series of the year, Dansby's hitting over 500, 583, a 1,300 OPS, great defense, a backhanded diving play, uh, one hopper, a couple hopper to first that near, barely gets a guy, like defensively has been great. And then after games, we're seeing him and, his now wife, Mallory Pugh, who mm-hmm. plays soccer in Chicago out on the field together, hugging, and the Cubs are tweeting like, Cubs power couple. Yeah. I, I will be the first to admit, I did not think it would look like this. And he has looked right at home. He has looked like he was born to be a Chicago Cub. And to me, that's a big surprise. I, I loved the they the Cubs and Chicago Red Stars put out that joint post of him and his wife saying it's going to be a Swanson summer. And they just, like, Chicago has a power couple now, a sports power couple that is, I think, also probably helped him feel a little more at home, knowing now that obviously his now wife is there. They welcomed him with open arms. You are wanted. Everyone wants to feel wanted. And he was wanted on the Cubs. So this is going to be this is going to be a fun and exciting year for him in yeah. Chicago. Yep, I'm excited. Yeah. All right, Alex. Yes. It's time for some updated power rankings. Ooh. Every Monday, my power rankings come out and they are absolutely torn apart. But you know what? Yep. They're always pretty freaking close to exactly where they should be. Says me who makes them. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. let's do it. Top 10 power rankings starting at number 10 with a new addition to the power rankings, the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians were not yet in my top 10, the, f- the first preseason power rankings that came out last week, but they were right there at like 11-ish, I would say. They're in. Look, they go on the road to Seattle, a tough place to play, an electric atmosphere, a playoff team last year one of the best pitching rotations in the game of baseball, and they took three of four from that team on the road. Very impressive. They slide in for me at number 10. At number nine, another new addition to the power rankings, the Tampa Bay Rays. I hear you. It was just the Detroit Tigers that they swept. But 3-0, and their pitching staff looks like, hey, guess what? Shocker, everybody underrated the entire Tampa Bay Rays team. Wander Franco has looked insane at shortstop to start the year. Randy Rosarena with a big homer on Sunday. The pitching staff, Jeffrey Springs on Sunday. Not a hit given up. 
12 strikeouts in six innings. He was lights out. Shane McClanahan, oh, this rotation, Zach Eflin was good. I'm excited to watch them play and pitch against a team other than the Tigers, which it breaks my heart to say, but the Tigers, spoiler, they're not going to be in the top 10 of my power rankings. They're not very good, but the Rays are here at number nine. Moving on to number eight on my list, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays uh, have taken two notches back. I had them at six. They are now at eight. Tough series against the Cardinals. Pitching didn't look great. Offense looked good at pretty offense looked good, but the pitching uh, was not good against the Cardinals. Very good offense. So had to knock them down. I'm still a believer in the Blue Jays. Had to knock them down a couple notches. At number seven, the St. Louis Cardinals up three spots. The Cardinals were at 10. I really liked them in their offense, but they had a really, really good baseball team come to town in the Toronto Blue Jays. And they took two of three in that series. They looked very good. Pitching got the job done when it needed to, aside from opening day when Helsley blew that save opportunity. But they end up taking two of three. Offense looked very good. Moving on to number six. At six, I have the Los Angeles Dodgers. This is one tick down for me. They went two and two in a series against the Diamondbacks. Um, look, the Dodgers will be fine. They're a very good team. Um, but didn't didn't look great against the the Diamondbacks the offense was just kind of mute at points luckily they were bailed out by none other than Trace Thompson who was getting the job done for them um, so I, I I knocked them down just one spot here to number six moving on to number five the New York Yankees who I have bumped up two spots so Dodgers didn't really do much one way or the other. The reason they're down one is because I bumped the Yankees up a little bit. They took two of three from the Giants, but it was the fashion in which they did it. And surprise, surprise here, this isn't, this might be a bit of a hot take. I didn't bump them up because of Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton, who are both hitting very well, or Garrett Cole. I bumped them up because of their rookie pitcher, Brito, and their rookie shortstop, Anthony Volpe, who have proven, Brito on Sunday was great. Anthony Volpe, is he going to hit 300 this year with 30 homers? No, but what he brings to that team at shortstop, defensively, on the bases with speed, this team is no longer Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton hitting home runs, and you just got to hit a home run or you're going to lose. Volpe stealing three bases in that first season. I, I was very impressed with the Yankees and bumped them up a couple of spots. At number four, the New York Mets. Mets looked really good against the Marlins. 3-1 and one on the weekend, took 3-4 of four against that team with very good pitching. Uh, they pitched well, and they faced very good pitching. End up taking down the Marlins, so they're here at number four. At number three, the San Diego Padres. Man, I was ready to bump them down after the first two games. But in the end, done no, no movement for me one way or the other. This is exactly where they were. They stayed put at at number three, they looked really good on Saturday and Sunday. Very, the, the offense came to life. Tough start to the year. Unpress the panic button if you're a fan of the Padres. No movement there for me. At number two, as well, no movement, the Atlanta Braves. Win the series against the Nationals. They should win the series against the Nationals. Spencer Strider, my NL Cy Young pick. Man, was he nasty. Uh, the Braves offense the Braves offense is going to be very good. Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson going back to back to start the game on Saturday. Braves look good. Very solid. No movement there for me. And at number one, same thing. Top four, same look for me. The Houston Astros. Two and two against the White Sox. Looked very good at times. 
very well-played series back and forth. No movement for there for me there in the top four. The Houston Astros are still, for the second consecutive week, the number one team in my power rankings. That's a top ten. Yeah. New, uh, new, ten, new, new addition, Guardians and Rays, meaning a couple of teams got knocked out, who I must mention. Yeah. Phillies? You got swept. This one's tough for me. I'm a hu- I, I was can't. a huge believer. I had them pretty high in my power rankings. You gotta, you're out. Yeah. If you, if you get swept by the Texas Rangers and you were just in the World Series last season, right? you can't do that. Right, you can't do That's that. That's not good. So I had them out and the Guardians and the Rays in, meaning the Mariners yeah. were out as well. Mariners losing three of four at home after all the hype of last year to the Guardians. Yeah. Phillies. Yeah. Phillies, Mariners. Yeah. Bye. All right. That does it for the power rankings. Number one's to the Astros. Yeah. It's great. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you later, alligator. All right. It's time for your team of the week. Team of the week team is Team of back. the week. So I'm going to go. Just week one. Yep. Haven't done this in a while. Let me explain team of the week. You know, a lot of, a lot of places will do like a team of the year and some even a team of the month. But here on Flippin' Bats, I do my team of the week because it really gives me a good chance to highlight some players that maybe over the course of a full season, I'm not going to be talking about mm-hmm. a ton. So we're going to go position by position, every single position on the field, including designated hitter, a starting pitcher, and a closer, and pick the best player at every spot from the week that was. All right, let's start behind the plate. Who do you got a catcher? At catcher, I got Adley Rutschman. Adley had a yeah. historic first series of the year. He was on base his first seven at-bats of the year. It's incredible. Adley got on base. Started the year six for six, hit a homer in his first at-bat, was doing stuff that has never, ever been done by a catcher since at least 1901. And the only reason it's at least is because we didn't have the stats that we needed from, from before then. Adley Rutschman an unbelievable first week and he is off and running after a great first season first base at first base cj crone the crone yeah well, i can't say the crone zone because he exists on the padres but in san diego this week the yeah. real crone zone was cj crone 403 homers absolutely dominated for the colorado rockies he is my first baseman on the team of the week i don't know how you pitched to C.J. Crone, seeing what he did to you. There were definitely Padres. some at-bats that they should not have. Yeah, they should not have. And they did, and mm-hmm. they paid. Yeah, all right, moving to second base, who you got? Luis Arise. Luis Arise might hit over 500 for the entire season this year. If anybody's going to do it, I was like, can you it's, imagine? it's going to be him. <laughs> I mean, this guy just coming off of an AL batting title gets traded to the Marlins and is hitting, like, over 600 to start this year with them. I mean, this guy was the heart and soul of the offense for the for the Marlins against the Mets this first week. It seemed like every game he was leading off the game with a hit. You know, he's he's doing it all. He's probably the best. If you need a hit yeah. in the game of baseball right now, like just a hit, right? Who are you going to turn to other than this guy? He's the guy, and yeah. he's starting off the year great. He's my second baseman on the team of the week. 563, a 1,200 OPS. I also love he shared how excited he was to be going to the Marlins and the fan base and to be yep. around that fan base and then just came out firing, yep. which was incredible. Okay, let's move over to shortstop. Who you got? Shortstop, Wander Franco. Um, he was – he had all the hype in the world, right? He comes up as the number one prospect. 
in the game of baseball and really hadn't hadn't lived up to that hype yet but man was he good in the first week of the year I I feel like this is the year Wander Franco breaks out with all the hype in the entire world and hit a homer great defense 636 a homer four RBIs Wander Franco is my shortstop all right moving over to third base last infielder who you got third base Alec Bohm Alec Bohm first at bat of the year I think it was off mm-hmm. Jacob deGrom yep hits a homer to deep right center field off of deGrom with some of the best stuff in the entire world uh great first series great first game of the year Alec Bohm I think I he was my pick to to break out for the Philadelphia Phillies not that we don't know the name Alec Bohm. I think this is the year he has a very, very big year. Saw him making really good plays over at third base for the Phillies defensively. That's come a long way. Uh, he's my third baseman. Four, right. 429 and a homer. Yeah. Moving to the outfield. Uno, dos, trace. Oh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> yes, Trace Thompson <laughs> is my first outfielder on Team of the Week. Again, this must be said, first Team of the Week. Three outfielders, regardless of position. It's yeah. just three outfielders, and Trace Thompson is one of them this week. Really, it's because he had that one game that was insane. Three, 375 so far in the year, three homers, eight RBIs. Three homers in the game, eight RBI. Say yeah. it with me. Uh, Uno, Uno, dos, dos Trace. Okay. Yeah. Let's, next outfielder. Yeah. All right, who's your second outfielder? <laughs> <laughs> Next outfielder, Adam Duvall. Oh, man. I can't. That game. Every time I even say the name Adam Duvall, I can't not think about that game with the Orioles, the dropped pop-up pop yeah. field. Uh, but Adam Duvall ended up hitting that walk-off home run. So a walk-off home run in the game. And just the statistics for this guy this week hit over 500, tons of power, tons of multi-hit games. Ends up hitting, I believe it was 571 on the week. Um Adam Duvall comes out. By the way, Adam Duvall led the National League in RBIs last year. I don't think I think that happened pretty under the radar. Yeah, it did. I really do. Adam Duvall uh, is on my team of the week to start the year. And finally, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez, a homer, a bases loaded double to start the year, 455, a homer, five RBIs. I have a feeling Jordan's going to be on a lot of my list this year because I think Jordan is – one of the best hitters in the game, if not the best pure hitter in the game of baseball. Um, 442 feet on his homer. Jordan playing a lot of outfield now this year. He is my final outfielder. So Trace Thompson, Adam Duvall, Jordan Alvarez is my three outfielders. All right, let's move to your designated hitter. Who is it? My DH. Duh. Shohei Otani. 333, a homer, three RBIs. The hardest hit ball on opening day, an absolute rocket hit to the opposite field, a few inches from going out, ended up with a single there because the base runners had to hold up because they felt the ball might be caught by the left fielder, and it was almost hit out for a home run. A massive homer to right right center field going back-to-back with Mike Trout. Um, oh, by the way, he pitched really well on opening day. Shohei Otani was the best DH from the first week of baseball, and he's on my team of the week. Starting pitcher. Who was the best starting pitcher this Jeffrey week? Jeffrey Springs. Six innings pitched, 12 strikeouts, no hits. Not a single hit given up. There are a lot of pitchers that had potential to be on this list this week. Garrett Cole was yep. lights out on opening day. 
But Jeffrey Springs, not a single hit, six innings, 12 strikeouts. He's the guy. Now your relief pitcher, who you got? Uh, relief pitcher, closer Alexis Diaz. Edwin Diaz's younger brother, two innings, a save, three strikeouts for the Cincinnati Reds. Not a single hit given up, not a single base runner allowed. This guy is dominant. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him on a different team by the trade deadline. But for now, he's with the Reds, and, man, was he nasty. Yeah, what a nasty family. Yeah, their whole family is really nasty. Right? True. No, just. Maybe maybe they'll be teammates. Maybe with Edwin Diaz out. That's a hot take. The Mets trade for him. And then. That is a hot take. When Edwin comes back, you have an eighth, ninth inning guy. Oof, brothers. brothers. Huh. That would be insane. That would be so cool. All right. Yep. It is time, Alex, for not. That's my team of the week. Yep. But now it is time for my player of the week. And my player of the week is none other than Shohei Otani. First one of the year. And guess what? This isn't me just being a big fan of the guy. I'm going to tell you why he is the player of the week. Ten strikeouts on the mound in his debut. Ten strikeouts, not a single earned run given up. Only the 26th such outing since at least 1901 on opening day. He did that. He also hit a homer 447 feet. He also hit the hardest ball of the game on opening day, 111 miles an hour. On opening day, he had the hardest hit ball of the day. He also had the hardest thrown pitch of the day. He has an OPS just south of 1,000, 968. The guy, Shohei Otani, he does it all, and he did it all in week one. He is the best player in the game of baseball, and he was the best player through the first few days of the MLB season, and he is my player of the week. The unicorn is back and picking up right where he left off in the WBC in last season. It's going to be tough not to have him if he keeps us up as your player of the week every week. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's he's – you can say it's an unfair advantage, but yeah. he's worked very hard for this. He, he does both. So as yeah. long as he has an outing where he's going out there, not giving up a run, striking out 10 guys, and also hitting homers on the week, it's yep. like there's no more valuable player to have on your team than a guy like Shohei Otani. There's just Agreed. not. So um, one week and one flipping Bats pod player of the week for Shohei Otani. Uh, these Monday episodes are fun, Alex, and I must say, good luck to your squad. Woo! SDSU, let's go! Wow. Let's go! Was that a ch- Were you a soccer player slash cheerleader at no! San Diego State? Oh no! Where are you Can watching you the game? Can you imagine? Do I say it? Do I tell people? Nah, don't tell them. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Good luck to your uh, squad. A really famous bar in the South Bay is what I'll say. <laughs> is where you'll find now us. Now I know. I'll see hey! you there. All right. Good luck to your team. Uh, this was fun. Power Rankings Team of the Week. Uh, Overreaction Monday. Thank you all for listening. We will be back tomorrow, Tuesday. We're off and rolling five episodes a week. Keep on coming back and make sure you're subscribed and ready wherever you listen to your podcast. They come out at the crack of dawn. First thing in the morning, you wake up, the episode will be out. So make sure you're subscribed. Apple, Spotify, wherever. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening to this first Monday episode of the season. Until next time.
been another episode of Flippin' Bats.